Ohio Senate Republicans put a tax cut into their proposed budget, endangering billions of stimulus dollars assigned to the state. Today marks the lifting of nearly all coronavirus health restrictions in Ohio, and some Ohio Democratic leaders challenged the imminent awarding of a contract to a Wisconsin company to build the new post office vehicle fleet. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Wednesday, June the 2nd. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. Ohio Senate leaders released their version of the $75 million two-year state operating budget Monday morning with a 5% income tax cut and a smaller school funding overhaul plan than what was passed in the House. The tax cuts would cost the state $874 million and set up a legal showdown with the administration of President Joe Biden, which predicated the state's billions of dollars in stimulus on the money not paying for tax cuts. Overall, the Senate's version of the school funding overhaul will provide less than the Ohio House version, but in the Senate's version, schools would get a higher immediate boost. Specifically, the Senate would provide $6,065 per student, with more for special education, English language learners, and others, in the fiscal year starting July 1st, and $6,110 in the fiscal year starting July 1st, 2022. In the House plan, per student spending goes up over six years to a total of $7,000 per student a year. GOP senators have frowned on the House plan, which provides $1.8 billion more in spending over the next six years. The Senate's plan is about a third of that and doesn't commit future legislatures to funding increases that they did not vote for. Today marks the first time in more than a year without some sort of statewide coronavirus restrictions in Ohio as Governor Mike DeWine lifts all of his health orders except those governing public transportation and nursing homes. That means restaurants no longer need to space tables for social distancing, and people in restaurants can stand at bars or anywhere else while they eat or drink, no longer confined to dining at tables. DeWine issued a revolving set of health orders since the pandemic began in this state in March 2020, at times requiring masks, social distancing, and curfews. He announced in May that June 2nd would end all of them. The U.S. Postal Service's mail delivery fleet is supposed to get a facelift starting in 2023, but some Ohio Congress members are questioning whether the multi-billion dollar contract with a Wisconsin defense company should be returned to sender after Ohio-based Workhorse Group lost out on its bid to create an all-electric delivery fleet. Senator Sherrod Brown and Representatives Marcy Kaptur and Tim Ryan have asked President Joe Biden to delay the 10-year contract with Oshkosh Defense to build up to 165,000 next-generation delivery vehicles until the $6 billion contract can be reviewed to make sure no inappropriate political influence was exerted. They also complained that Postmaster General Louis DeJoy told a House committee that the new truck fleet would be only 10% electric under the contract 
and questioned how that fits with Biden's executive order in January to transition the federal vehicle fleet entirely to clean and zero emission vehicles. Coronavirus vaccinations have declined in Ohio following a bump attributed to Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's announcement of the Vaximillion lottery, as well as the Pfizer shot being approved for children who are at least 12 years old. The 128,001 vaccinations started over the seven-day period that ended Sunday is a decrease of more than 34% from the week ending May 23rd. It's also less than the 147,390 vaccinations started during the seven-day period that ended May 16th, just after DeWine announced the Vaximillion lottery on May 12th. The latest period does include two days of the holiday weekend when people might not have been thinking much about vaccines. Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Michael O'Malley is seeking the death penalty against the Cleveland man accused of killing a Cleveland police detective and an informant during an undercover drug investigation. A grand jury indicted David McDaniel on charges of aggravated murder that would make him eligible to face execution if convicted in the death of James Skernovitz. O'Malley's decision sets up an expensive, time-consuming trial in a state where no one is being executed these days because drugs needed for the death penalty are not available and the governor has no interest in signing death warrants. After Anthony Sowell died of natural causes, a decade after he was sentenced to death for his murders, questions arose about the value of seeking the death penalty. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. 